Hi, I'm Callie Miller. Growing up in an alcoholic home requires us to tell lies to ourselves and to others. And I've learned over the years that these lies can become toxic, that these secrets can literally make us sick, that what we never look at can never be healed, and that telling our stories and saying out loud what has happened to us can open the door to our healing. That's why I created this podcast, This Space, so we can have a safe place to share our stories. You are not alone, and this is the Change of Air podcast. Do you have trouble remembering to brush your teeth? Do you forget to shower, brush or wash your hair, eat at all throughout a day? Did you never learn how to shave your legs or fold your clothes or file taxes? Did you just not know basic life things that other people somehow knew? Did you, like me, learn most life things from other people's parents or characters on TV? You are not alone. You are the child of a parent who was distracted with their own addiction, and did not have time to teach those sorts of lessons at home. It has taken me a really long time to feel okay about this, about this aspect of my life, that even as an adult, there are still things I simply don't know how to do or need to be reminded about way more than it seems most adults need to be reminded I have an app that reminds me to brush my teeth, really, because I don't do it if I'm not reminded. For so long, I felt behind other people my age, not in grades or knowledge or like school knowledge or awareness of current events or pop culture, but in life stuff. I just didn't seem to know things other kids knew. And still every day, I realize I don't know basic things that other adults know. Because I was too busy surviving my home to have any concern about the health of my gums or the way my teeth were coming in or how to use pads and tampons. I just, I I didn't, I was too busy. And I felt so ashamed of this for so many, many years. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. If you like me, don't do regular hygiene things or have to go through a lot of hoops just to remind yourself to do things that it seems super easy for other people to do. It is okay. It's not your fault. We were busy surviving. That was our one job and we did it. We are here. Bravo to us. We made it through to the other side with high cortisol levels and all the baggage we have and the therapy we need and all the work we're doing, but we made it. And now we can learn to brush our teeth and fold our clothes and file our taxes and do the things other kids were taught along the way that we weren't taught. So what was happening with us (laughs) then? And how do we talk about it now? Like, How do we deal with all of this and not be ashamed. A few stories for you to give context. 
I had a teacher pull me aside in fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade and tell me I was smelly. Yeah. Yes. Whole separate thing about body image, which we can get to. She told me I was smelly and she asked me why I wasn't taking baths regularly. I didn't know why, but I felt awful about it. I don't even think I knew how to take a bath by myself at that time. Certainly not a shower. I also really didn't want to go home as ashamed as I was and wanted to fix it. I didn't want to go home and tell my mom about it because if she wasn't drinking, it would make her so upset that she would start drinking. And mothers and their daughters have all sorts of things. And as you might imagine, my alcoholic mother had a lot of things with her mother who was married to an alcoholic. My, my mother's father, my grandfather was also an alcoholic. While they probably had all sorts of mother-daughter things that I certainly didn't understand when I was young, and I certainly still don't understand now, both of them have since passed, I can't talk to either of them about any of this, they definitely had their issues. And I was frequently the battleground. Oftentimes, my mother would drop me off for a couple days or a week or whatever it was um, at my grandmother's to stay with my grandmother. And my grandmother would you know, be outside, I would get out of the car, I'd come up to the porch, hug her, and she would smell my hair. This happened so many times, I've lost count. And she would say, her hair smells, she's dirty. You go on, Linda, Linda was my mother's name. I'm gonna wash her, I think I'm gonna clean her up. <laughs> you can only imagine how that made me feel. I didn't understand the larger mother-daughter drama at play. I just knew that a lot of people in my life were telling me I smelled. There were so many times as a young girl or a teenager that my smell or my cleanliness was questioned. And as I, I look back, like we were a middle-class family. I, it sounds like I, in the way I'm describing this, sounds like I was Linus. Um, with just a stink everywhere and a cloud around me. I dressed well. Like I, I thought I was a normal kid. I mean, I knew crazy things were going on in my home, but I, I thought the outward appearance was like a little more pulled together. But I can't deny that there was this theme of Callie is smelly. <laughs> Callie is not clean. And it made me feel crummy, yes. But I also did not meaningfully know what to do about it. I know this sounds so silly. Like if you smelled Callie, you should have taken a shower, taken a bath. That's obviously quite clear. But it was not clear to my child brain. I was just trying to survive each day, to read the room, to understand how many beers might have been had by the time I got home from school and... What might I need to do about that to be safe? Yes, I felt crummy about smelling, but there were way bigger, more urgent, scarier things going on every day. And that just took a back, back, back seat. I couldn't even hold that thought in my mind for very long. Certainly not upon coming home from school. Um, there was just a whole world of mess to deal with, right? And when I did try to get better about hygiene, it was a total disaster. 
I remember being in a slumber party, which again is how I, I learned so many things by going to other people's houses and seeing their parents and what their parents did, um, how they interacted with their kids. Um, I learned how to set a table by a friend's parents. I learned, I think, how to do laundry by a friend's parent, how to iron. I had to ultimately iron my clothes and my brother's clothes every day um, or when it was needed, not every day. Um, I, I, someone else's parents taught me how to do that. So much of what I learned was like other people's parents or other kids who already knew things or TV or movies. I remember this one time going to a slumber party at a friend's house. I was maybe 15 or 16. And I realized that the other girls were shaving their legs. We had our nightgowns on. We were watching a movie, had popcorn and they made fun of how hairy my legs were. Fair, I guess. Kids do that. Girls can be mean. So what did I do? I went home. I got my mom's razor out of her bathroom. I got into the bathtub, in the hall bathtub, bathroom, which I like. I don't think I had ever been in. I mean, had I... Even to this day, I don't know how I knew that. Did I see it in a movie that like when we shave, we get into the bath and it's bubbly and I did this whole thing that I thought was required to shave my legs obviously as an adult now like it's bare minimum there are no long baths and things like that but like that's what I had seen somewhere certainly not in my home so got home got my mom's razor got in the bathtub and I proceeded to shave my legs and what did I shave instead of the hair on my legs the skin yeah that's right I pressed too hard because no one showed me how to do this. And I shaved a lot of my shin skin off. Like blood everywhere. I'm screaming. My mom comes in yelling. Why didn't you tell me you were doing this? What is going on? This is dangerous. Da, da, da. You've made a mess. And my God, it was a mess. There were bubbles and blood. I mean, just everywhere. I was so embarrassed and ashamed. I also fainted the sight of blood. So that was a whole separate thing. But I was also really angry. Like, I wouldn't have shaved my shin skin off if you were giving me any sort of guidance at all, mom. No guidance. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to put on makeup. I didn't know about tights or pantyhose or slips under dresses that were see-through. I didn't know that ear piercings could get gross. Like I just, I didn't know how to take care of it when they did. I did not know. And the only time I was aware of it and was so acutely aware that I didn't know was when I was hanging around with other people, which was its own sort of mixed bag, like a double-edged sword, right? I wanted to be around other people. I was so curious when I observed parents setting a table or doing laundry or like kids teens knowing how to fold their own clothes like I I was so curious to observe the behavior that wasn't happening in my home but I also felt so crummy every time because I could see all the stuff I didn't know and I'm sure they also all thought I was so curious and strange that I was just really interested in how they were folding their clothes or doing their laundry or whatever normal things, washing their faces with Noxzema. Like, what even is that? How do we care for our skin? No idea. No one taught me any of it. But I couldn't tell them what was going on in my home. 
I didn't feel comfortable asking someone else's mom, hey, can you show me this? Like my mom didn't show me any of this. So I was, you know, deeply curious, constantly studying them. But I was also really ashamed that I didn't know what all the other girls knew. And while I do now know how to shave my legs, go me, and I do know how to shower regularly so I don't smell, I have to admit that some of these early behaviors still happen. I mean, I have an app to remind myself to brush my teeth for crying out loud. Some of these behavior patterns still persist, even though I, in theory, know better. I just don't remember. I don't prioritize it. Even as an adult, it's not even just the small things like brushing my teeth and showering and eating and those things that I failed to do as a kid or failed to have modeled to me as a kid that I have trouble with now and as an adult. But there are even new things that happen to me very regularly that remind me yet again, how am I the only one that wasn't taught this? Why don't I know this? Do you have the same experience? I suspect you do. I recently, I'm, I'm a bit of a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. I always have, probably because I like played tennis when I was really young and, and just really got into like actual th- tennis shoes to play tennis. But then that morphed into being very into the new Nikes or cool little offshoot shoes. Very into all of that. But I always liked the look of no socks with sneakers. I just thought that looked cooler. Maybe because I'm short. Maybe because um, socks with my shoes looked funny with my short legs. Whatever it was. Love a sneaker without a sock look. And so for, I'm 48. My whole life, I have worn my sneakers without socks. And you might be laughing to yourself. That that sounds a little wild for a kid who, you know, was told she was maybe smelly or stinky um, to wear shoes all the time with no socks. They're uncomfortable. They're sweaty. They're stinky. They're dirty. All the things. But I liked how it looked. I mean, it's almost like the equivalent of wearing like very uncomfortable shoes for fashion's sake just even though you're deeply uncomfortable. I was always deeply uncomfortable. It felt so dirty and gross, but I loved how it looked. Not too long ago at Target, browsing around as one does, you go in to get one thing, you're there for three hours and you leave with a lot more than one thing. I saw these things, these socks, these no look sock, no sock look socks. You can wear socks with your tennis shoes and not have them look like you're wearing, it looks like you're not wearing any socks. This blew my mind. This is wonderful. This is amazing. I can now wear shoes, tennis shoes, my collection of cool sneakers and have it not look like I'm wearing socks, but that I secretly am and I'm not dirty and I'm not gross and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. All the things. Should be a great feeling, right? I was very pleased to find them. Don't get me wrong. But I started crying in Target because how did I not know this? How come there wasn't anybody to teach me this? Why was I a grown woman learning about some basic life thing all these years later? A thing that had made me so uncomfortable and so uncomfortable 
and so used to being uncomfortable and not knowing that like I never even why did I not Google this years before? Why have I never how come no one in my life told me about this? I burst into tears when I saw these socks in Target. And I'm sure the woman next to me was like, what is going on with her in these socks? It made me realize how little I had been taught and how little I had been cared for. And it immediately reminded me of the very idea of being in other people's homes and seeing how their moms or their parents taught them things Uh, setting table, laundry, whatever, as I mentioned before. And it also reminded me of a thing that often happens even now when I see on social media or in passing on TV, I'll see a, a singing show, any kind of talent competition where the kid is young and nervous and scared but talented and they interview the parents and the parents say, God, we're so proud of her. Or the dad says, yes, I taught her all about music or she learned violin from me when we were younger, when she was young and I'm so proud. Those are things that were never said in my home. One, nothing was taught. But two, at no point, even with my straight A's, was there a, we're proud of you. Let us teach you how to do a thing And then as you're doing the thing, they're like, wow, we're so proud of you. Look at the thing you've learned that we've taught you. Like a foreign experience to me, so foreign that when I see that modeled, even on a reality show or in a movie, it takes my breath away. That others had an experience of being taught things and getting good at those things and their parents being proud of them. Like I wasn't even taught things. Now I was taught some things like, I mean, my stepdad was really into fly fishing. I did learn how to fly fish. Very um, useful daily tool. (laughs) I was taught some things. I just wasn't taught any of the daily life things. And I suspect you probably weren't either. So what does this mean? What do we do? How do we navigate moving forward? How do I not just have an app to brush my teeth, but how do I go to the dentist I'm terrified of the dentist. I remember when I was very young, one time we went to the dentist and my mother said to the dentist said, hey, she's young. She's got an overbite. Like at some point, this is going to be an issue. You know, like when she's older, this will be a problem for her. So we should address it now. Never went back to the dentist again. Like maybe a couple times for like a teeth cleaning or if I had a cavity or some pain, but like there was never any do nothing happened there. And is it? human trying to you know as an adult trying to move through the world as as a healed ACOA trying to heal all my inner parts I'm starting to realize that some of the inner parts are scared of the dentist and the doctor Um, and I've made many appointments and I cancel them all because I don't want to go because I'm scared because it kicks up all the things but also because I don't know I don't know what happens there because I've never experienced that. I was not modeled that when I was younger. No one went with me. I don't, how is it that almost at 50, I still don't know, right? This is wild, but it's the truth. And it's the truth because it's not only my truth, but it's the truth because the home I grew grew up in was dysfunctional. 
And the focus was not at all on basic hygiene, life, self-care, maintenance of your physical form things. Didn't exist. So two important things that I wanted to kind of think through. What do we do? And why is this happening to us? Even now, why as adults do I need an app to remember to brush my teeth? So a great clinical psychologist, Dr. Samantha Rodman, she's a psychologist in, New- in Brooklyn, New York, talks about why these things happen in dysfunctional homes, in ACOA homes. There's two kind of key things I want to hit home today. One is about self-care, just like broad self-care, some of the things I've been talking about. ACOAs frequently struggle with eating healthy. I mean, hello, I was never, no one explained what healthy eating was in my home. We frequently struggle with eating healthy, with exercising, and prioritizing our own needs and our own health in any way. ACOAs can go years between dentist or doctor's appointments, (laughs) even if they have the financial resources to go regularly, even if they have great health insurance. I have great health insurance. There is no reason for this. Why is this? She says, this is because if these needs are neglected by one's parents in childhood, the child never really gets into the mindset of caring for these needs, even in adulthood. Think about that. Even in adulthood, if we never saw it modeled to us, even now that we know it's just not our go-to reaction to take care of our health, was the least of our concerns growing up, we had bigger things to worry about. She also says that ACOAs or anyone that grew up in a dysfunctional home may as parents be super intense about monitoring your own children's health and hygiene and exercise while still neglecting your own. Like a parent will make all the doctor's appointments and make sure their kids are brushing their teeth and going to the dentist while they will do none of those things for themselves, even as adults, even while they're making sure their kids do. In the change of air course, this week in one of our community hours, one of the brilliant women in the course said, hey, as a parent, it's so hard to, like I'm making it up as I go because I've never seen this modeled to me. I don't know how to parent. I haven't seen it. So it makes complete sense that not only do, are we guessing I'm not a parent um, because I wasn't modeled to me. I was pretty confident I wouldn't know what to do. So brave brave shout out and so much grace and and support for every ACOA who is a parent and is navigating that and and really making it up and trying to figure it out when it wasn't modeled to you. But it makes so much sense that that wasn't modeled to us to take care of ourselves and so that you can be very focused on it for your kids like so it's better than you had it while still neglecting yourself even now, your physical health. The other thing that Dr. Rodman talks about is healthy body image. And she says, children whose bodies were not well-loved in childhood, either via criticism, hello, you stink, you smell, uh, you're fat, all the things I heard, but a lot of you stink, you smell, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with your physical body, your form? Children whose bodies were not well-loved in childhood, either via criticism, not being fed or cared for, 
or being abused have great difficulty loving their bodies in adulthood. Have great difficulty loving their bodies in adulthood. This can extend to not feeling any sexual desire. It can extend to very low self-esteem. Children whose parents had eating disorders of their own were exposed to self-hatred in their parents and likely learned to model this behavior from a very young age. My mother would stand in the mirror all the time and say, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I don't like my body. Of course, as a young girl, I internalized all of that. When ACOAs or any one growing up in a dysfunctional home goes into a dressing room with a friend and the friend is happy about how she looks in outfit after outfit, this can be shocking to an ACOA who has never felt acceptable looking in anything. Yeah, that's a doozy. And it's all connected. As ACOAs who are seeking out this podcast, who are part of the Change of Air community, who have gone to Al-Anon meetings, who have gone to ACA meetings, CODA meetings, who are reading all the books, who are at any level wanting to understand what has happened and heal, the body stuff can even now as adults feel like a priority 20 on a list of 1 through 20. We're doing so much work to understand our triggers, who we are, who we really are versus who we had to be to survive, and the difference between those, to navigate daily life and not get so triggered that it wrecks our whole day or our whole week to understand our resilient zones, to remember that we have tools, to apply the tools. There's so much internal work we have to do that it can be truly last priority even now to brush our teeth, to wash our hair, to get ready for a day. And it's not because we're depressed. It's not because we, um, you know, like for me, I I was noticing the other day hiking, I thought, I haven't washed my hair in a really long time. Like I'm kind of gross, like like a fi- in fifth grade all over again. And it's not because I'm not getting out of bed or I'm like I'm happier than I've ever been. Like I'm really know who I am. I've done so much work. The work is never done, but I really understand so much about myself and my triggers and all of those things. And yet I still like can't quite be bothered. And I was asking myself, what is that about? Why? And I'd like to be better at that. I'd like to. Um, yeah, like I clean up really nice. Why don't I clean up nice more often? What is that about? Why can't I prioritize? Like I cannot be bothered to prioritize that. What is that about? And I know that it's a very ACOA thing. It makes so much sense that we have been focused on the internal, rightly so, that our physical health, like taking care of the body, all of our lovely internal parts exist in, who we are and who we want to be and the kind of parents and partners and humans we want to be in the world on the other side of understanding all of our ish, like that's taken the priority. And for me, certainly, the physical form, uh, taking care of that physical form, appreciating that my body takes me on hikes and then maybe if it takes me on hikes and I hurt my knee, which I did several weeks ago and still haven't been to the doctor, Like, why can't I make the bridge to the next step to going to the actual doctor? Hopefully, you, one, know that you are not alone, and two, so much honor and respect and grace for ourselves, for 
showing up and doing the internal work. And I suspect eventually, it's certainly where I'm at now, I'm willing to, yes, I'll probably always need an app to brush my teeth. I I am recording this podcast episode now with dirty hair and unbrushed teeth and I haven't eaten and it's noon. So we are not going to get this perfect ever, (laughs) obviously. But I think there's an opportunity to one, share it with each other so we know we're not alone. To absolutely honor that the internal work we're doing is critical, but then trust completely that this next phase of brushing our teeth and going to dental appointments or whatever those things were for you, they are going to come with a little conscious effort and maybe some apps and some guidance that that for me is sort of the next, like I've, I've done a lot of internal work. I'm like ready for the next part. How can I be yet healthier? How can I take care of this body that I'm in even when it feels scary to go to the doctor because what does that look like? Don't know. Didn't see that when I was young. Those are the things I'm focusing on now, even in full knowledge that I still, I'm sure there are things I don't know that I'm going to learn and then I'm going to find out every other adult in my life has known this, just has known it and I haven't and that's okay. We did the thing we needed to do most, which is get here which is survive that. So anytime you find yourself, as I often do, in a day or in a moment with a group of friends or watching something and realize, huh, how do people know how to do that? Don't be ashamed. Don't be hard on yourself. But instead, think to yourself, you know what? There was a lot going on in my home that I had to focus on instead. I did that. I did a great job doing that because I'm here now. And now we can learn how to do all those other things and buy the right socks and the right slip so your dress isn't see-through and brush your teeth and go to the doctor and all the things. Right? And we'll do it together. Thank you so much, as always. Until next time.